0: وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافةً بشيرًا ونذيرًا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى the واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا ones إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس who وخلق منها زوجها وبث are رجالا كثيرا ونساء الله واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله وإخوتي في الإسلام أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مُحْسِنُونَ My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thanking Him for indeed Allah is worthy of our constant praise and gratitude. And I send blessings and salutations upon our beloved Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Alhamdulillah, it is with the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are near Ramadan. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that will reach Ramadan healthy and with iman and zeal and passion and benefit from it and be amongst those that will be freed from the hellfire. My beloved brothers and sisters, when it comes to Ramadan, when it comes to this great, great opportunity that seems to be coming every year, and subhanallah, it seems like yesterday when we just fasted the last Ramadan. And often when we speak about the time feeling that is shorter, and the years are going by quickly. We often look at it as a negative thing, but subhanallah, in a way, the fact that every time Ramadan is coming and before you know it, the next Ramadan is here, this is also something good to look forward to, and it's something very positive. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those that benefit from moments of ibadah and seasons of worship. Now, when it comes to expecting uh, uh, Ramadan or welcoming Ramadan, People are generally in the three categories Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put them in. Like Allah mentions that the people are, فَمِنْهُمْ ومنهم ومنهم Now some people are oppressive to themselves. They are unjust to themselves. And that means that they are people that are often involved in sin and often do not come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So someone, uh, how is this particular type of person going to uh, benefit from Ramadan? or what is more likely to happen. So if you're someone that Ramadan passes by you and not much changes in your life, you're not particularly excited or yearning for it, you're not planning your taraweeh and your qiyam, you're not thinking about it actively. And in fact, sometimes it's almost a burden. Oh no, we have to stop eating and drinking again. I cannot go to the coffee shops. I cannot do this. I cannot do that. If you perceive... Or see Ramadan as another chore, another burden, and you are just—it is what it is. And if this is your relationship with this great month, then you are not among those that are benefiting from this month. You are not among those that are utilizing this month the way we're meant to utilize it. Think about it, my brother. Think about it, my sister. It is this month that Allah opens the doors of Jannah. What does that mean to you? Allah opens the gates of Jannah. It's an invitation. Use this time to be among the people that will go to Jannah. Use this time to gain the mercy of Allah. Use this time to gain the forgiveness of Allah. It is for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted us Ramadan. Doors of Jannah are open. So the last thing you want is to feel, ah, it's Ramadan again. That if you are guilty of that, or if that's how you're feeling, or let's say you're very nonchalant about but it is Ramadan, yeah, it is what it is, another Ramadan. And you don't really feel anything. And this is something you have to rectify. Because it's for you. It's, it is meant to be a time where it's easy for you to repent. It's meant to be a time where it's easy for you to worship. It is easy for you to reconnect with your creator. It is easy for you to gain a lot of reward. Look at the amount of opportunity Allah is giving us. The gates of Jannah are open. But the doors of the jahannam and the fire are closed. And the mischievous and stubborn shayateen are locked up. All of this is to aid you, to make it easier for you. It is a month of mercy. And on top of that, subhanallah, Allah says, or the Prophet ﷺ hadith, in Ibn Majah, And in Ramadan, Allah frees people from the fire. What does that mean to be a What does that mean? It means that you will never enter the fire, that you have a guaranteed spot in Jannah, and that you will go in it straight away. and that is for every single night of Ramadan. Every single night of Ramadan, people are being given a, 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 a ticket to Jannah, if you will. And if that is not enough to motivate you, if that is not enough to move you, I don't know what is. So don't be among those, my brothers and sisters, that Ramadan to them is just another month, another thing that we do. Oh, we got to go get the shopping and have the big meals and the samosas and this and that or the other. You know, that's not what it's about. It's meant to be a time for you to gain as much reward and to gain the pleasure of Allah to get closer to Allah, to build good habits and to get rid of bad ones. And everything has been made so much easier for you. The shayatin are locked up, Jannah is open, hellfire is closed, the rahmah of Allah descends, people are all, mashallah engaged. Think about how the mosques fill up in Ramadan. Don't be those that are losing out. Don't be among those that spend their days sleeping. Don't be among those that, that, are not engaged in ibadah. It's not just about not eating and not drinking. Please, brothers, and sisters, do not be among those that are busy watching TV series. It's This is this weird culture that you'll find, especially in the Arab world, but it's actually everywhere, to be honest. Let's not single out a particular area where people are like, okay, it's Ramadan. Time to watch your TV shows. Salat. This series is coming out. That series is coming out. Let's get the family together after iftar. We're watching TV all day. Up all night, but not praying. Sleeping all day. Right? This is something that you do not want to do. And you do not want to be amongst those that lose out on Ramadan. Anything but Ramadan. Look at the early righteous predecessors. Imam Malik ibn Anas Imam Malik ibn Anas, great scholar of hadith, he would have gatherings where he's teaching hadith the whole year round. In Ramadan, he would cancel all of his classes. And he would just say, this is the time that I'm going to single out for worship and Quran. And he would be reciting Quran and that's all he did. It is time for you to seclude yourself with your Lord. It is time for you to repent from the many sins that you have been committing in the year. It is time for you to give back some of the time that you've been giving to the dunya, to your family, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prepare yourself mentally. There's not much time left. Prepare yourself spiritually and get may ensure that you start Ramadan at a high and finish at a high, insha'Allah ta'ala. Then you have the Muqtasid. Who is the Muqtasid? The one who does the obligations, stays away from sin, does his fast, prays his regular prayers, but is not adding much to it. Now this is good, but that's not what you want to aim for. You want to be sabiqun al khairat. You want to be the one that is doing extra. That's going the extra mile. Look at the example of our Prophet. What did he focus on in Ramadan? When it comes to the Quran, the angel Jibreel would descend and they would read the Quran together. This is Prophet Muhammad who the Quran wants to reveal upon, and Angel Jibreel who, dis- who revealed the Quran or, or, or was given the Quran to give to the Prophet. What are you going to do about the Quran? Are you not going to read it just like any other month? Read the Quran. If you can do a khatma, do a khatma. If you can do several, do several. Imam al Bukhari, uh, Rahimahullah, he would finish the Quran every single night. Every single night, every Ramadan, he would read the whole Mus'haf. The whole Mus'haf. Now, I know that sometimes it's, oh yeah, well, Sheikh, I'm not Imam al Bukhari, I can't do that. But that's okay, but what can you do? I'm not asking you to do, read the whole Quran, but can you at least increase your reading of the Quran? Have some sort of plan. Every letter that you read, Allah rewards you ten times. Every letter. Imagine you're doing that in the month of Ramadan, where all good deeds are amplified. Give some time to the book of Allah. Now there is one advantage that the righteous readers have had over us, and that's that they understood the Qur'an. So when they read it, it has an impact on them, because what they're reading, they are understanding. What can you do to rectify that? Grab a translation. Read the translation alongside your recitation of the Qur'an. Make it a habit that this Ramadan you will give some time to the book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Because it was in this month Allah revealed the Quran. رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن. It is the month of all the ulama. They would dedicate, and all the righteous people would dedicate. And even today, you have people. I've been told of, an, of a woman who finishes the whole Quran every single night in Ramadan, and the last night she reads it, she finishes uh, the whole Quran and then half of it. That's, we're talking about someone dedicating seven hours, eight hours. Nothing else but the Qur'an. Seven hours, eight hours. Now, yes, that's something, luxury that many can't afford or the time they don't have. And maybe we don't have as much iman as that great woman, may Allah accept from her. But what can you do? A chapter, several, half a juice, a juice, whatever you can, whatever you can. And not just you, but your family, your children, your wives, Liven up your homes with the book of Allah. And that's one thing that you can focus on. The other thing that our Prophet changed about himself in the month of Ramadan is when the Sahaba said that he was the most generous, generally speaking, the Prophet but he was extra generous when it comes to Ramadan. We need uh, to extinguish our sins like water extinguishes fire. And the way to extinguish your sins is through charity. And imagine you're doing that in Ramadan. So another thing you can do is get into the habit of giving. If you can give it every single day of Ramadan, do so. If you can give a large sum of money in Ramadan, do so. Whatever you can, give sadaqah. Be more generous than you are the rest of the year. Why? Because it's the month of Ramadan. But also, that's what the Prophet wasallam did. And, and this is something, alhamdulillah, it is seen. When you see charities all over the world, there's an influx in money that comes in in Ramadan. And that is us applying the Sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. So when everyone else is doing it, you should be doing it as well. So be more generous. Teach your children and your family to be more generous. Give more than you usually do. And the best charity is the one that you give to relatives and family members when they are in need. And keep them in mind as well. We all have relatives that may need extra support. Another thing my brothers and sisters, that we have to focus on is the night prayer and the qiyam. The night prayer and the qiyam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends every night to bless us and to show us mercy and to forgive our sins. In the month of Ramadan, go to your local masjid and pray taraweeh. Don't miss your taraweeh prayer. Don't miss your qiyam. Join the Muslims. Come to the masjid. And there is barakah and benefit in you doing so. If for whatever reason you can't make it, pray at home. Pray your witr prayer. Stand at night in prayer. Allah praises those who stand at night in prayer. It is what gave our companions the great rank that they enjoy. It's what our Prophet ﷺ used to do every night, regardless of whether it's Ramadan or not. So this is another thing inshallah ta'ala that you can focus on that will mean that you're doing a lot more in this month. And inshallah you will benefit from those blessings. And keep in mind that when you are giving extra charity, or reading more Quran, or making more dua, or you are uh, praying at night, or you are providing iftar for those that need it, and inshallah, there's a great reward in that as well. Or any other form of ibadah that you're doing in the month of Ramadan, I want you to keep this in mind. Every single day in Ramadan, Allah is freeing people from the fire. That could be you, that could be me. So with that intention and that hope that we are among those that are giving, being given entry into Jannah, Every day and every night, spend time in ibadah and worship and try harder. And if it isn't the first day, the second day, the third day, and with that mentality of I definitely want to be among those that benefit from this Ramadan, that are freed from the fire, that are blessed by Allah, that are forgiven by Allah, then every day counts. No breaks. Every day counts. And that is the mentality that we have to enter Ramadan in ala Rasulillah. My beloved brothers and sisters, the month of Ramadan, there is a lot of ibadah that you can do, but of course the main one is fasting. Now, not only do you have to fast and stay away from the things that will break your fast. But you have to understand that when you are fasting, that you are in a spiritual state. And that you are avoiding things that are halal normally, because Allah told you to do so. So when you are fasting, your behavior needs to be better than it normally is. And your God consciousness needs to be more present than it normally is. And your ibadah and your generosity, all of it should be elevated. And there's plenty of things that inshallah can aid you in that. Among that being that the shayateen are locked up. Among that being that the gates of the Jannah are open. Among that being that the Muslim community generally is all switched on, everyone. So you need to benefit from that buzz. But that passion and buzz that happens in the beginning, it tends to dip in the middle of Ramadan. We see it. The mosques, you have less people coming. And then alhamdulillah, it seems to pick up in the last ten night, which is good. But I want you to make this Ramadan different because you do not know whether you're going to, first of all, reach Ramadan, so keep making dua. I want you to also ensure that during Ramadan that you promise yourself that this one inshallah you're going to end it strong but bring it strong and keep strong inshallah and do all these different ibadat and remember this point my beloved brothers and sisters remember this point you will not be able to pray you will not be able to give charity you will not be able to do any good deed if it isn't for Allah blessing you with the guidance and the tawfiq so make dua O oh Allah, aid me in making this Ramadan the most. Make this du'a. Because Remember this. Oh Allah, you alone we worship. You alone we worship means what? Your qiyam and your siyam and your du'a and your sadaqa and all of it. You do it only for Allah. But wallah, you cannot do it if Allah doesn't help you first, aid you first, guide you first. Which is why we say And you Alone, we seek help of. And what is the help that we need the most? Guide us to and along the straight path. So, ask Allah to give you the tawfiq and the ability. And remember, the fasting person's dua, Allah responds to. The fasting person's dua, the sunnah is open. So, lots of dua for yourself, for your children, for your family in, in Ramadan. Wallahi, the opportunities are so many. The opportunities are so many. Like, Alhamdulillah, we as Muslims, the dunya is nothing. It's Akhirah for us that counts. And the month of Ramadan is a time. Think about all of the opportunities that are present. And I haven't even discussed Lairatul Qadr. I haven't even mentioned Lairatul Qadr. A night that is greater than a thousand, a thousand months. Eighty something years roughly. There is no excuse. There is absolutely no excuse for us to not benefit from this opportune and blessed moments. But again, we need Allah to give us the hidayah and we need to ask it, and we need to put the work in. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those that reach Ramadan, and benefit from Ramadan, and are freed from the fire in Ramadan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings, and to grant us His mercy. صلوا على نبيكم كما أمركم الله تعالى حيث قال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلم وسلم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد المجيد ورضي الله عن خلفاء الأربعة ببكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم لا تفرق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب المغفور وسعي المشكور وعمل المتقبل المبرور الإيمان في من يا رب العالمين ربنا في الدنيا الآخرة عذاب النار Dawa العالمين This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. for more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.